Before we get started with today's show, I'm here to tell you about B-Res Coffee Company, made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Do you like light or medium roasts? Then try the Necromedium Holy Grail Light or Stamina Boost. Or if you're like me and prefer darker roasts, try the Critical Dark or the Coup Slayer Mocha Roast. But what if you can't pick just one? Then try one of their specialty sample packs, perfect for an all-night gaming or in the case of my fellow filmmakers, an all-night editing session. So forget about all the crappy coffee you've been buying at the grocery store and head on over to brezcoffeeco.com. Use the promo code DDE at checkout to get 10% off your order. Have you ever thought to yourself after listening to this podcast, why didn't Derek ask this question? Or why didn't he ask that question? I know I certainly have. Well, you get the chance to do that if you sign up for my Patreon at patreon.com slash ddiamondpodcast. You get the chance to ask guests of the show a question. If you're a fan of the top five list, you get the chance to vote on what the topic will be. You also get early access to episodes, accessibility to my film scripts, and so much more. And you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And we want to thank our patrons, Tim Spivey, Donna Diamond, and Shannon Williams. Thanks so much for your continued contributions. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, where every week I take a look inside the world of film and television with those who have lived it and experienced it. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and the farewell tour for the Derek Diamond Experience rolls on. And for this week's show, I thought it'd be fun to go back and revisit what turned out to be the most downloaded episode in the history of this show, my conversation from 2017 with the Green Power Ranger himself, Jason David Frank. And I remember posting this episode like it was yesterday. We recorded the interview in early January to lead into Pensacon that year. And I remember scheduling it to go online, and I remember having the day off of work the day that the episode was posted. And I had a doctor's appointment, went to the doctor's office, and I took my laptop with me, and I sent uh, Jason David Frank an email letting him know that the interview was online. I sent him the link to it. And about 10, 15 minutes later, he messaged me back and said, okay, cool. I'll share it in just a few minutes. And then I check and sure enough, he shared it onto his Facebook page. And I remember thinking this, this could be big. Like this could be, you know, next level of numbers that I see for this show. And I'm not saying any of this to, name drop or make myself sound more important than I am. I just thought it was a really cool situation that I had never been in before. So I remember refreshing the page every few minutes that had a list of, you know, the most recent episodes and how many downloads they had. And I just remember seeing the number climb and climb and climb. And it was, it was insane. It was, it, it exceeded my expectations is what I'm trying to say. And this is one of those conversations that, you know, when I first started this show and someone said, oh, one day you'll get to interview arguably the most popular character from a show you loved as a kid. I would have said, you're crazy. I would have laughed in your face. But it happened. And who knows, maybe when 
feature presentation gets rolling, maybe I'll get to have the opportunity to talk with him again. I hope so. I really enjoyed my chat with him, and it was fun going back and listening to it, and I hope you think the same. So without further ado, here is my conversation from 2017 with Mr. Jason David Frank. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to Derek Diamond Experience. Sitting here with my very special guest, you may know him as Tommy Oliver from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, Mr. Jason David Frank. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. It was a uh, little little later than than usual when I do interviews, but it's it's kind of a cool experience. And you know, I, I first of all, I'd like to say thank you for for taking the time to do this. Oh, of course, man, and likewise, thank you for taking the time and. You know, doing this because without people doing interviews or podcasts, things like that, I, I wouldn't be able to reach as many fans around the world. So, uh, you get a uh, much uh, much credit and kudos for doing the same thing. So I appreciate it. Oh, it's no problem at all. Now, I wanted to start off uh, by asking you a little bit about yourself personally. Like, where where did you where did you grow up, and like, what were some of your interests? Like, I know you've been into to martial arts for a long time. Is that something that you got into as a kid? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, I grew up in a in a town called West Covina in California, and um, man, I, I tell you, I, I always loved, I would say, being an actor or, you know, I would say acting up. Um, I was down, Night Rider used to be one of my favorite shows, and there was a flower shop that uh, down the street from me, and I, I saw them filming an episode of, uh, you know, Night Rider, and I saw the cameras, and I saw everything. I was really young at that time. And I was like, man, this is something I would love to do. I don't know what, but I was always attracted to the camera, not for fame, but just I just loved it, you know. I'm sitting here with my niece now, and we're just going through videos and editing and all that stuff, and we like the same stuff, you know. Um, and uh, it's great. So I, I started, you know, looking at, uh, you know, looking at the filming and thinking, man, this would be something I could really get into, which would be cool. Um, and then all of a sudden, I uh, started. Uh, doing doing martial arts and you know loved it. It was one of my interests that I loved to do. I started at the age of four, and um, it just grew from there. Uh, you know, and who knew I was a superhero by the time I was eighteen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so acting has always been something I was involved in. Uh, it was just you know doing the doing if it was modeling or doing whatever else. It was it was just great to do, and uh, I just loved it. I don't know. I, it's hard to explain, you know, why you do what you love to do, but uh, it definitely was uh, definitely was a great experience. So, and, and that's kind of an interesting take on, you know, your you love the camera and being in front of it, but it's not really the fame. It's just kind of it's a passion of yours. Yeah, it's a passion. You know, I, I think it's like making art. You know, you want to make you know uh, you want to make a movie. You want to. You, you're you're cutting and editing together something that you want people to see, and it just I don't know. I, the first day on set when I showed up on Power Rangers, of course it was it was a big production. You know, I mean for me I was doing little things and showed up and saw the lights and man I was just thinking to be someone else. Um, even though Tommy was much like me, but to live your life scripted, you know, I'd have to. My mind goes a thousand miles a minute, man. I, I sometimes deal with ADD and I got a thousand 
thousand different ideas in my head sort of focus on a script and here's what we're shooting tomorrow and then we have ADR. It just kept me very busy and very focused away from, you know, the drink and the drugs, the typical, hey, I'm going to go out and party. I got a job. I was just more, you know, into the into my job. And if I, if I had social media at that time, I would be killing it in social media because I got involved in social media about seven, eight years ago with Facebook and I've been so active and I reach out 20 million fans a week just through social media, but I invest time. Like right now, I was just doing shout outs for, you know, free shout outs on my Pac-Man fan page and answering fans and I'm really about the fans and they love Power Rangers and it was just something so great to, man, to be a superhero, to actually have this job. And it wasn't about the money or getting paid or anything like that. It was more just, you know, doing what I love to do. And that's what I love to do. I love that. I love karate too. And so put those two together was just like an amazing <laughs> dream job for me. Absolutely. And I, I will say out of all the, I guess you'd call celebrities that I follow on social media, you're easily one of the most active, you know, you're posting, you even if it's funny stuff several times yeah, a day. And I, and I think right. that's, you know, I think that's really, really cool. Cause it, it kind of makes, um, it makes you feel more personable. Right. And it's true because, you know, I don't have admins. I do it all myself. You know, my life at the con world is I, I dedicate my weekends to the fans. So I go out, I do the show right when I'm done with the show. I mean, you can even ask my assistant, Francis. She knows my routine. I'm done with the show. I might eat something a little bit and I go back and then I just edit. I post the fans, you know, the fans on the page like promised. And, you know, I edit little videos. I love editing and it's just something that it's in the industry. And, um, I just love it, and it's just part of my job, I think, on the weekends. And I, I do this for fun. Then I have corporations. You know, I'm set in, in my financial ways. Comic-Con started as a hobby just to go out there and reach these fans and hear all these stories of everyone. Like, oh, man, you were amazing to me. You, you know, you changed my life. I came from, you know, a family that was, like, abused and all these different wonderful stories. And then I started thinking, I'm going to go out there. Everyone else goes out there and counts their money. I don't get paid for appearances. If you want to buy stuff, you can. But I want to go out there and I want to count the blessings, man. The more I give, the stronger my fan base is and the more blessings I have. I'm like out of 119-something Rangers, I'm on the top like Shatner is on Star Trek. You know what I mean? And But I do invest a lot. And I try to think about investing in my fans' emotional bank account. Um, forget the money, emotional bank account, because I think if, if I need a favor, they're more keen to giving me that favor because I deposited in their emotional bank account. All the actors, and I try to look and I think, man, a lot of actors don't look at, hey, the fans made me. Without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I feel if I can invest in their emotional bank account and when I need to withdraw a favor, like, hey, the new show Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, I'm bloodshot watch it oh yeah for sure jdf like you said it's personable and that's what i try to do my mom loved my fans as well i mean she passed away uh, last year or yeah God, a couple months ago but she loved the fans she understood the stories and um that's like my family even erica she's the same way you know it's just something that's in our blood that we just love making people happy and um you know i i give to people that don't have you know and it's 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 what God has put me here on the planet for, and with with God behind me, there's no stopping me. And I'm I'm on my way up. And when I'm on my way up, I'm gonna continue who I am, and I'm gonna bring the people in the valley up with me. There's no such thing as 
I'm a stuck-up actor, and I'm too good to do this and too good to do that. I'm, I don't even consider myself a celebrity. You know, I put my pants on. I put my Power Ranger suit on one leg at a time. Although on the show, it looks like we morph and the costumes are on. But, <laughs> you know, it's and, and it's much, much harder to stay grounded than it is to rise to the top. You know, it's like that boiling water. It's like that bubble just trying to stay down. It's super hard, and it's hard to stay grounded. I have everybody doing stuff for me. And I don't want no one else to, I don't want to have to feel like I'm special than anyone else. Everything I do, including being an an instructor at iFly, I I took the course like everyone else. I didn't get sleep for three weeks. I mean, anything I do, I feel like it needs to be the way that the public does it. No shortcuts, no actor shortcuts. I don't like that stuff. You know, and here I am tonight, and here you are tonight. Thanks for taking the time. I was more worried about, you know, your things going on because the interview couldn't happen, you know, and, and stuff like that. So here we are, 10 o'clock at night. I'm obviously passionate about what I'm doing, and you're passionate about what you do because there's not a lot of actors, a lot of interviews that are going to take an interview at 10 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? That's true. And uh, it shows me it shows me that you're just as passionate, and that's why, hey, we're here, and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some good stuff, so I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. And I, kind of going back to to your character on the Power Rangers, and yours is, I think, easily the most popular out of any of the other Power Rangers. And I think it's because your character started as being evil, because everyone, you know, whether they admit it, you know, in public or not, everybody has that little bit of a dark side. And then seeing yeah, kind we of all the, have our dark side. Yes. <laughs> you hit it right on the nail. We all have a dark side. And then seeing the the redemption story, it, it was you yeah. know it was one of the more uh, fascinating stories uh, on that entire show. So, um, yeah. how, how was your time on the show? And you know, like you said, you go to cons and people talk about you know how much they loved you and how much they loved the show. Uh, how was your time on the show? And like, how do you react when people tell you that? Man, well, the time on the show was great. Um, you know, a lot of hours, you know, 14 to 16 hours a day, you know, six days a week, and then doing voiceovers and stuff like that. But I had an amazing time. Uh, and one other thing, through my martial arts training, martial arts is beautiful to watch. Even no matter who, if you do it right, you're going to watch it. It's mainstream. No matter who, who it is, they're going to they're gonna watch it. So I had the, I owned two schools before. And I was a I was a pretty much hero in my own karate schools as Sensei Jason. So, you know, people that would, you know, uh, I was their teacher at the time. So I had this this love of martial arts, and I really think that I was thinking, oh man, if I can just reach millions of kids around the world through the television, through my martial arts training, they knew I were I was real. They knew I was legit. And uh, it was just, it was fun to see that transformation of me now reaching millions of kids, top top show in the world, kid show in the world, reaching millions of kids. So, you know, of course, being evil was great. And then, you know, the redemption <laughs> side of becoming good and, you know, showing kids, hey, man, no matter what you do, you can always become a better person and join the good side. And, um, and then another thing, I had the girlfriend, you know, every boy around the world, you know, wanted to, to have Kimberly as her first crush. Every girl around the world, I was there. I was her first crush. So what we did is we kind of, like I say, scarred the hearts of the little kids, you know. <laughs> uh, and now that they're all growing up, man, they're like, oh, you were my first crush, even with husbands there. And, you know, it's all that stuff. So it's it brings you back to being a child again. 
And just hearing the fans now embrace who I am as JDS and the man behind the mask, it's it's uh, overwhelming, but it's exciting. And it's like, that's why I say, the, I keep going back to saying this is my purpose. God put me here as a purpose to do interviews and to be there for thousands of people. And when I have a thousand people in my line, I'm more stressed because the thousand per the last person in line, I want them to feel like the first person in line. And my tables aren't all about money. If you don't have money come, you're going to experience great stuff. And, you know, I'm a giving person. I just want to shake hands. I want to meet people. I want to take pictures, post them on social media, but I want to hear their stories. And I shake so many hands around the world, you know, weekend after weekend. And what I think about is, you know, sometimes you shake hands with someone and, and you feel that you're a bother or, you know, you just don't have that love and that handshake. And that's one thing that I focused on is I was thinking, okay, how can I show love to my handshakes no matter what? And I did a con when my mom was dying at the con and I had to really pull it up together and be like, okay, I, I got to still show love. and I, I don't want to show frustration or depression, even though my fans would understand it. So then I went back to my pastor and he shook my hand and I was like, that's it. That's the key. Man, when you shake a pastor's hand, you're never in a rush. You feel content. They're really looking at you in the eyes. And I said, man, if I can just be out here and count the blessings and shake hands like my pastor shakes hands to all these people in the church, it's a win-win for everyone. It keeps me happy. It keeps them happy. So that's it. You know, I, I thought that finding that true formula of really how to take care of people, I, I never wanted anyone to walk away and say, oh, he's not who I thought he was. Ah, man, I wish I never met that guy. I have a really good reputation in this industry, and I know no fan walks away from my table disappointed, and I guarantee that 100%. It's kind of a, a saying that I remember hearing when I first started going to cons, you never want to meet your heroes, because you yeah. never they never turn out the, the way that you expect them to or you hope they do. Yeah. But the, the fact that you, you treat your fans so well, and, and I think, does that have a lot to do with you know, because you've done return appearances, you know, like on the Forever Red Power Rangers special, even the like the super powered beatdown videos. Is that part of the yep. reason why you keep reprising that role? Oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, with the movies coming out now, and Aaron is, uh, you know, great at what he does with the you know fourteen million views on the White Ranger beatdown, nine million on the white, on the Green Ranger beatdown. Now he's in charge of a huge series. Uh, uh, produced by Valiant Universe, and Valiant is a comic. Um, Valiant is, you know, at one point sold more than Marvel. My character of Bloodshot was created in 1992, one year before Power Rangers I was hired. So he goes way back. And, uh, you know, so now he's in charge of this big production, and now I'm Bloodshot on it. It's an amazing cast. He's very talented with his cameras, and he, but more than anything else, everybody that's working on that set has one thing in common passion it ain't the money it's not what do i when am i going to get paid it's passion guys let's make an awesome series and we're all on the same page and we got a, a heck of a cast um you know johnny who plays johnny mundo and lucha underground he just shot yesterday um and with another character she plays Livewire. i mean we're talking comic book people that stepped right off the page of a comic book and again i would only be involved with aaron if he was passionate and he is. And I've done these projects. I've worked my butt off year round, years and years and years. And I was the guy that said, give me every interview. I'll take them all. I don't care what time of night, I'll take them all. Because without you guys, my fan base want to be where it's at as well. And, and uh, so it's just amazing to be part of that. But yeah, I keep reprising the role. 
you know, and, uh, you know, of course, Saban always loves talking to me, getting ideas. We have some great ideas coming up. Of course, all of them are top secret, but uh, you haven't, you haven't seen the last of Tommy Oliver. You know what I mean? So we got a lot of good ideas. They know my fan base. Unfortunately, sometimes companies only look at you as a number, but I look at this as an opportunity to reach more fans and to put smiles on these guys, kids and adults faces when they see me, and I'm still spandex ready, but when they see me, they look and they smile and it brings them back to their childhood. And that's what Comic Cons are all about as well. You know, you want to bring them back to their childhood. You want to have fun. And I know Cat is a heck of a producer. The Pensacola Comic Con is going to be phenomenal. I've already had a ton of fans just so excited because I've never been there before. And uh, that's what I look forward to is really reaching out to those guys out there uh, to Pensacola and you know. Uh, talking to Kat and letting Kat know hey, I'm different than most actors, you know, um, doing interviews and really promoting myself at the same time, you know, um, promoting the show and stuff. And I just think it's an important thing, especially things that we do here uh, for other people to listen and, you know, and tune in and stuff like that. No, absolutely. And mentioning Pensacon, you know, it, it's coming up uh, in – mid-February, it's, I think, the 17th through the 19th, and you said you've never been to Pensacola before? No, never been to Pensacola, nope, so the Pensacola's going to be great, um, and I'm really looking forward to it, you know, so that's one show I really can't wait to go to. Of course, I haven't been on a show, uh, you know, the first show was back was January, so this is really my big uh, first big show back of the year. I've been doing these for about five years. People ask me why. I love them. It's a hobby, and I'm developing in, in developing millions of fans around the world based off of this. And one thing that I don't know if I told you, but I really set my standards high. And the reason why I set my standards high is because every show I go to, I want to reach those standards. And the Rhode Island Comic Con, my, my, my standards are set high, even though I was losing my mom. And I just have to set them high because in this life, miserable things can take you down. Next thing you knew, you do, you hear great things about Jason and now you go to a show where he's in a bad mood. So I set my standards high. I want to make sure when you come to the table and you meet your hero, I'm refreshed. I'm energized. You know, I'm going to give you a little pep talk and a great handshake and a picture on the way out. And I'm going to tell you to tag me on Instagram and tell you these famous words that the relationship doesn't end here. It's just the beginning. Relationship starts on social media, Facebook. So it's not like they're never going to see the end of me. But I tell you what. My loyal, dedicated fans, they will come to almost every single con. You know, I have a guy, Richard Tiger, he comes to every single con, and he just came to another one. He said, I'll see you at Pensacola. I said, all right, buddy. You know, and these are guys that just love it, you know, and that's just what I love is people that love coming to Comic-Cons. Absolutely. I, I can say the feeling is mutual. I know a lot of people who are really excited to meet you, so uh, the, the feeling is mutual, and, you know, it, it can't get here soon enough. Yeah, I know for sure. I can't wait for that. It's it's gonna it's gonna it's getting there. So I have a uh, WWE event I'm going to on the end of January, and then I got a UFC event that I'm attending on February 4th, and that's it. Then Pensacola is next, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, cool, cool. I'm I'm a I'm a big WWE fan, so that that's that's pretty awesome. Cool. And you mentioned yeah, we got uh, some. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we we have some announcements on the end of uh, on the end of the month here at the San Antonio show that they're doing. Um, so I'll be working out a few little deals that you'll find out on Facebook Live so my fans can stay tuned to Facebook Live to see what kind of things I got going on here. So a little top secret stuff. <laughs> Everything's top secret in Hollywood. But 
just to keep things, you know, exciting and stuff like that. I kind of hooked up and teamed up with a few people to make some good stuff. So we look forward to that trip. Oh, absolutely. Um, a couple more things I wanted to ask you about real quick. Um, you do a show that I've become a fan of, and it's called My Morphin Life. How did you come up with the idea for that? And I, the thing I wanted to ask you the most about, you uh, you set a world record for breaking the most one-inch boards doing a free fall. How was the prep for that? Well, it's funny because, like I said, I took my niece here to uh, San Antonio, and actually inside the San Antonio Guinness World Record, they have my Green Ranger helmet, the broken boards. My Guinness World Record is set up in there, a really nice display. Um, the idea behind that was I want to do karate. I want to jump out of an airplane. I want to keep it dangerous. I want to do something fun. I want to be in the, in the Guinness World Record book. Uh, you know, in, in, in records are made to be broken. That's just the way it is. You know, start start something, let people start breaking records, then go back and hammer out another record. Um, you know, so it's it's exciting. And I started My Morphin Life with that episode, and I'm so glad you love My Morphin Life. We're working on season two and season three. We're with a company called Con TV, but we're actually negotiating to get the rights back for two and three and actually putting them on Bat in the Sun YouTube channel because we can get millions and millions of views. There's just so many episodes we shot, like 40 episodes, and it's just a really, it's just a part of my life. I do crazy, wild stuff. Uh, nothing special things happen and you know i was able to get my mom and dad in the hawaii episode which was great so i can always watch that and have memories of my mom it's just kind of like you know my daily life and promoting it i thought my morphin life was great i got that uh approved from saban changed the uh lightning bolt up a bit so there's no issues with legal and uh it was something that i developed free for the fans and then it turned into someone wanting to buy it as a network and i was like eh, i'm really not into selling it but you know, we did, and we're getting it back for YouTube. And season four is going into it, as well with My Morphin Blogs. We're kind of like doing the My Morphin Blogs as well. So uh, it's just a little bit about me, which is great. And, you know, I have comic book artists calling me all the time, and big companies wanting to write a, a JDF book, a JDF comic book, because oh, the adventures of JDF, which is cool. And I have the fan base to carry that, too. And I'm just looking forward to, you know, doing movies and acting and doing everything that I love to do. That's the reason why I started. And it's the cool thing about it is that, you know, it's very kind of informal in a way, and you really feel like you're just kind of following you around, watching you do these cool things. Yeah. And I, and I love shows yeah. like that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, thank you. We try to keep them like eight to ten minutes for the retention span, you know. Yeah. Everybody wanted longer shows, and we can, but – you have to understand I'm so busy with all this stuff and I'm able able to shoot a reality show in between and then I got, you know, karate corporations I'm maintaining and then I got other other clothing companies I'm maintaining, so it becomes a little bit hard. And then remember I'm still a you know, a father and a wife that I have to try to balance it out and then I gotta try to balance it out with the guy upstairs, you know, to to continue that so I'm continue being blessed and you know, so there's a lot of things of balancing out. I have not found the proper formula to balance things out, but I'm working on it. And, uh, you know, it's just, I, I don't know what else to say that I guess, you know, I love it. I'm passionate. I'm addicted to, to, uh, you know, filming and, and I'm addicted to my fans. I'm addicted to social media, you know, it's a lot of things, but they're all healthy addictions, you know? Um, so it's like something that I love to do. Like when I have a bad day, I go on social media, 
this social media is not my job. It's more of an outlet for me to read stories, to pump me up, to make me feel good, you know, because I get down too. And when I get down, I go on my social media and something always makes me smile, man. And uh, it's just great to have followers. I can go live or I can do a Facebook live and I'll reach, you know, a million people through that. And so maybe that one person heard me talk about, you know, being blessed or, you know, putting your worries lifting up your worries to God, whatever the situation is, you know, and, and one thing I do like to make clear is I don't talk too much religion or relationships with God. That's something they have to do. I just felt tonight for whatever reason, I need to mention it because I truly feel blessed tonight. And, um, you know, things happen for reasons and, you know, so I'm excited for it. Um, last thing I have to ask you and what are your thoughts? Because now the the movie's really starting to get some more traction. Yep. How do you feel about the upcoming Power Rangers reboot? Well, I'm very proud of them. I have a very close relationship with Saban. I mean, I'm the brand ambassador for them. So, you know, I hear things, uh, you know, just as fast as uh, I would if I worked for those guys. But uh, everything's on the download. The scripts are very quiet. Um, I did see the footage. I'm very excited about it. I do know that they have some great things in store as far as surprises for the fans. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to keep all those surprises uh, secret. But uh, I think the fans are really going to enjoy it. I think, uh, you know, of course, they spent, it doesn't matter how much you spent, but they spent about $160 million on the movie. They got some good actors. I thought all the kids did a really good job. And uh, I'm just proud to be a part of this, building this whole franchise up you know what i mean and it's, it feels good to see a movie so many years later of course i wish i would do the movie but i'm too old for that but uh you know we did the power ranger movie and that set a whole new record and then we did the turbo movie so you know it's, it's good man i'm really looking forward to it march 24th i believe mm -hmm. and uh we have a lot of surprises in store for people i think you guys look and be like whoa wow we didn't know this we didn't know that so you know we're all just gonna have to wait and see and i'm very excited to see all the surprises as well no, I totally agree. You know, as as someone who grew up watching the show and you know, seeing the trailer that just came out, it, it it I know it's different, but it made me feel like a kid again when I watched it because you know it's it's the Power Rangers, so you know for for sure. Uh, last question: uh, Can you tell everyone your uh, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and all that, so our listeners can follow you? Awesome. Well, first of all, I, it's. The pages are amazing. You might get flooded with a little bit of pictures and stuff and funny videos. I do the best I can. Good Power Ranger stuff, uh, new stuff from my Ninjak versus the Valley Universe as Bloodshot, all the updates, all my shows, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube is all the same, uh, and Periscope. It's all the same, J-D-F-F-F-N, and that stands for Jason David Frank. Fearless Frank Nation. Fearless Frank was a fight name, and you know, put Nation there because we're going to have a nation of fans, and uh, you know, so it's JDFFN across the board: Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, YouTube, um, Periscope. Okay, and uh, what we do on the biggest one, the only one I have is on Facebook: Jason David Frank official fan page. And on all my social media, we're constantly giving things away. Good props, uh, good toys, con uh, tons of shout outs. So just a good, it's a good page to go and actually win something. 
you know, most pages you go and, and you read, but this is a page that gives to my fans. And I, I mean, I've spent numerous times busting out a hundred, you know, shout out videos to them and fans love that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing numerous contests and just basically to keep you updated. And I just want to keep you, let you know that there's no admins. I do it all myself because if you tell me a story about say losing your grandma and I'll see you at the next con. And when you're there, I want to know, yes, I do remember. I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother. You know, I don't let nobody touch my pages. This, these are mine. And, uh, th these are my fans and I want to take care of it. So you're not no admins. And there's a lot of celebrities that don't even look at their page. A lot of celebrities that even use admins. I think it's absolutely silly. They're your fans. You invest the time into them. That's just how I feel. Well, Jason, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. It was fantastic, and I can't wait to meet you at Pensacon. Okay, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So hopefully you all had fun going back and listening to that conversation just like I did. It's crazy because on one hand, that interview seems like it took place yesterday. But on the other hand, it's almost like a lifetime ago. You know, I was in a completely different situation back then with life that I'm in now. So it's crazy to see, you know, how far the show has come and where I'm at personally and professionally, you know, all these years later. So as I mentioned in the intro, who knows, maybe I'll get to chat with Jason David Frank uh, on feature presentation at some point after it launches. But for next week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience, it's the a penultimate episode, if you will. Next week, Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be released in theaters. Finally, after over a year of waiting, it's finally here. And I can't think of anything better to do to get in the right mindset for it than have a good old-fashioned roundtable discussion. And joining me on the show will be Jason Robbins, my co-host from the Nerd Cave Retro Show, Mr. Wally Phelps, who's been on the show before for numerous roundtables. He and Jason are the co-writers of the film Monsters Anonymous. And also joining us will be the co-founder of sponsor of the Derek Diamond Experience, B-Res Coffee Company, Mr. Mike Evelyn. So, and he also hosts his own YouTube show called The Jester's Court. So the three of them will be joining me, and we're going to be talking all things Ghostbusters from the movies, the real Ghostbusters animated series, and of course, our thoughts on what will happen with Afterlife. So if you're a Ghostbusters fan, it'll be the perfect way to get in the mindset for the new movie coming out. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And if you could, please leave a review. The more reviews I get, the more visible I become to the podcasting public. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. I'm also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. And of course, thank you to the Unicorn Wranglers for providing the theme music for the podcast. You can check out all their music on Apple Music, Google Play, and Spotify. That's going to do it for this week's show, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. <laughs>